Hi, you sexy bitches. Oh, fuck, it's good to be out of swear. Welcome, welcome to the M. Rossiano podcast. This is just for you. If you've downloaded, if you've subscribed, here I am, gently caressing your ears like honey, only less sticky and inconvenient. It's, it's a great show. We got very political and serious with one Jamila Rizmi, a very good friend of mine and your future prime minister, as you will hear. I hope you enjoy it. I want to thank you so much for taking us to number two on the iTunes podcast charts. Can we just do a little bit better? Because I got beaten by something called revisionist history. I don't care. You don't care. Let's beat them, shall we? Thank you so much, chickens, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Live around the universe, still just Australia, the woman who was once compared to Pauline Hanson on a night out of the bingo. Say it. When she came ninth on Australian Idol, hashtag robbed. Right. The star of the number two podcast around the country. I'll get you revisionist history. I will be number one. She's the most hungover mother in the land today. What did you say? And it's time for an espresso martini. What? I didn't sanction that. Clench, Australia. It's time for the M. Rossiano Radio Show. Yeah. Australia, we got a second episode. Congratulations, that's all on you. I am the number two podcast in the country because you downloaded and you subscribed and some history nerds are above me and quite frankly, you failed me, you guys. We have a big show coming up. I want to say hello to Benny who pushes my buttons because his mum was upset with me. She was so angry. Because <laughs> I forgot to introduce you uh-huh, last uh-huh. week. And she's powerful like you. Oh, well, she's, she's a butcher, isn't uh-huh. she? Oh, well, the wife of a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a big show lined up. It is the political edition, as some of you may be aware, there is an election coming up. So we do have my friend Jamila Rizvi joining us. But uh, look, we do like to kick the show off with a very special song that I get to pick. That was part of my contract. This one is themed. It's by Snap. And it's called The Power. We'll see you right after this, Australia, on the M. Rossiano Radio Show. Each week I do have a different co-host and you'll soon realise that I'm just inviting my friends on because it's the easiest way to go about it. Luckily, my friends are very talented and my next guest is no exception. Today's very special co-host was the managing editor of the Mamma Mia website. She's quite the political whore about town. Trust me, if there's a TV show talking about the election, she'll be there. And she's your future Prime Minister. Please welcome Jamila Rizvi. Yay, Jam Jam. What? I think the problem is that most people have never met anyone who actually likes or nah, is interested in politics. That's not true. So as soon as they have one friend who is, it's like, well, you should be the Prime Minister. Wait, first of all, you are going to be the Prime Minister because you really want to be. And you keep telling me you don't. But, I mean, you, you do. First of all, I know that. And I know that you're upset that I keep playing the, the sound effect if you're talking about stimulating your nipples to bring on labour. And that's going to come back to haunt you when you are Prime Minister, Rizvi. And I personally... I'm glad to be a part of your downfall before you've even got up there. And you, I have to say, you are on every television show <laughs> in this country at the moment. It's like, you know when the, you know when they're releasing the federal budget and people go, oh, God, we've got to talk about money. Someone bring Koshy. Someone bring Koshy. <laughs> Someone got cut the cash cows number with a Koshy on. Now it's like, oh, God, there's political talk. Let's get Jamila. Come on. Oh, I've, I've, no, I've been doing the rounds. This is my favourite thing to talk about. What happens every three years at an election? That's my Olympics, man. Like, Maybe. this is what you train for. What are you going to do when it's over? I'm scared for your welfare. You know, I am literally skipping the country. Are you joking? Yeah, we're actually going to Europe to visit family. Now, we need to disclose that you are a card-carrying member of the... Australian Labor Party? Yeah. Do you know what, though? Actually... I haven't got my new card in the mail. What do you mean? I, like, the card hasn't arrived. I'm getting the emails. I'm definitely a member, but I, I haven't got my piece of paper. So you're voting Labor this election? I will be voting Labor this I don't election. know who I'm voting. Are you serious? I know. And you this haven't is, worked it out yet? No, nah, and I, I think a lot of people feel the same way as me. I don't like anyone, and I'm worried I'm just going to be voting for the person I like the most of the people that I basically don't like any. I don't. I just don't know. This is the problem. And we're going to be talking more about this in this show. And look, 131060, you're welcome to contribute at any time. But Jamila, you are here to hopefully give the listeners of this show a little bit more information as to why and who they will vote for. Because I know I am not the only one feeling disillusioned as to our options and they're not great. And I have to say, Mal, Malcolm Turnbull, 
You would have my vote if you perhaps popped on that leather jacket that you wore on Q and A one night. I love leather I jacket. I think you gave it away. I love leather jacket. Mel. Sure. Didn't he auction it off for charity or something? But don't you feel like as soon as you took the leather jacket off, he shed the coolness and he shed the progressive Mal, and then he puts the suit on, and now he's scared, weird little Mal answering to Corey Bernardi. And oh. I don't think you're alone, Em. I think there are a lot of people out there feeling really disillusioned and it. disappointed with Malcolm Turnbull. They and, thought they were getting someone else. Jam, oh, they're so boring. They're the most. I mean, I remember the time when Kevin Rudd went to the strippers and that made me like him more. Yeah, yeah. Well, there haven't been any particular strip club incidents. Damn but it. politics isn't about excitement all the time. Sometimes it's about what's actually good for the country. Really? And if you actually pay a little bit of attention on this okay, election. Turn no, off, don't, no, no, let me off. keep okay. talking. Let, <sighs> go on, finish off. This election. Yes. There's actually some really stark policy decisions on the oh table. Oh, my God, please the don't choice say policy between, okay, on my show. The choice between the two big parties, they're actually really on a different page this time around. There's some decisions to be made here. It's worth engaging, even for like a second. Please don't say engaging or policies. Okay. Please Paying attention say. to the stuff's coming out of their mouths. Oh, God, we have so much to get through. <laughs> So this is the vibe of the show. My very dear friend Jamila Rizvi is here to hopefully make things better for you, Australia, because we do have to vote in a week. And I don't want to hear any donkey votes. I will put you in a headlock if you throw your vote away. So we're going to go to a song and we're going to come back and I'm going to make Jamila talk about her lame claim to fame because I'm already sick of politics and it is, what is it? So, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Lame claim to fame? Yeah, it's crap. You had a sandwich made after you. Can you relax? She just gave away like the punchline It's the M. Rossiano radio show. We'll be back right after this. The M. Rossiano Radio Show live around the country. I'm joined this week by my dear friend Jamila Rizvi because it is the political edition because we do have an election coming up. But each week my guest is asked to bring a story along because I'm lazy and it's less for me to have to think of. And the story Jamila brought along I'm aware of and it's a contentious issue in our friendship. 131060, right off the bat, do you have a lame claim to fame? I'm talking, did you make the local papers star of the week? Anything. Because Jamila's claim to fame... Look, and I said to her, babes, you can tell any story you want. You can tell about the time you worked for Kevin Rudd. You can talk about how you ran the largest female website in the country, how you've interviewed Julia Gillard. Now, this is a story she wants to tell you, Australia. Go on. Tell your little story. I feel like that was an unfair intro. I'm just putting it out there. But we're going to get straight down to it. I live in Melbourne. My friend Nick Mann at our local pub, I noticed one night when we went in, he ordered the Nick Mann. Right. right. So he had a, like this combination of drinks, something, something, whiskey and a beer, named after him. He had a drink named after him. Okay, right? yes. I was a bit, you know, jealous. Yes. I said, I would quite like something named after me. And they said no. And so I asked for several months, at which point they finally decided, because they have jaffles on the menu at this local pub, Bad Frankie and Fitzroy. Good pub. Killer pub. Amazing. You've just, earned, they would you've have, just earned your stupid little sandwich. That they would have yeah. a jaffle competition. <laughs> And people could submit new jaffles to be in the competition. Right. And there would be voting from across the land. And, and I was determined to win this competition. Oh, you were worse than the baby bond search, man. Because the only person almost as competitive as yourself you. is me. You're the worst. I like winning yeah. very, very much. I particularly like things that come with trophies. You know what I've got in my cupboard at home now? A breville. A breville that is engraved. An engraved breville. An engraved breville that says Jamila Rizvi, inaugural winner of the... 2015 Bad Frankie Jaffle Making Competition with the Jam Rizzle, which then ended up on the menu and also in the Melbourne Good Food Guide. Okay, wait a second. First of all, you've missed a crucial part of that story. What's in the stupid thing? What's well, in your delici- Jaffle? It's delicious. It better not- be a savoury. I do not believe in sweet Jaffles. I bet you it's, <laughs> it's a sweet Jaffle. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you have... Right, what's in the jaffle? It's on Wonder White bread. Got to have Wonder White because it's got to be as bad for you as possible. Oh, on the Wonder White bread, you spread some raspberry jam, some marshmallow fluff, imported, imported please, from the United States of America, a lot of Nutella, some crunched up walnuts, and then you grill that baby and then you dip it in a little bit of cream. Oh, it's just diabetes on a plate. Yeah, well absolutely. Done, it's quite hard to eat more than a quarter. Okay. All right. That is... That is Stupid. To, I went to town to win this competition. I, know you did. I, I put it on so many Facebook pages. I was filling in for the CEO of Mamma Mia at the time. I sent an all company email. Oh and then when I made the finals and I had to go away for work to Sydney, so I couldn't be there, like in the pub, convincing people to buy my jaffle. I had to give my partner like hundreds of dollars and send him to the pub to buy jaffles for other people wow. to make sure that I won. You are very, very competitive. And this is what we're after today on 131060. What's your lame claim to fame? Look, I have so many, and many would say my whole career, really. 
could be my lame claim to fame. But the first, my the best one that the story that I do like to tell is that my auntie Carol used to be an EP, an executive producer on a current affair, and they were doing a story on who got to 0.05 quicker, men or women. And so I was just one of the random women they put in a pub. And on national television, the camera swings to me and they ask me about my drinking habits. And on national television, I say, 18-year-old M says, I just drink to get drunk. <laughs> it's a proud moment for my mother and father. Obviously, we don't do that in Australia. We drink responsibly. But that is my claim to fame, being an extra on a current affair. I, mean, I think that's pretty good. No, I think that makes you, you would. pretty Your standards awesome. are low. 131060, Australia, what is your lame claim to fame? I mean, I want it to be really, really crap. My co-host this week is the wonderful Jamila Rizvi. We're very good friends, believe it or not. We do spend a lot of time. I've just realised we're doing a lot of bickering already. Because my guest each week is going to be a different person, mainly my friends, because I'm lazy. And I asked them to bring a story to share with Australia. And Jamila chose one that... Is um, brilliant. Well, look, your words, your words. <laughs> of all the stories I know you have, you chose to tell how you essentially bullied a Melbourne bar into naming a toasted sandwich after you. It's my greatest achievement. Really? Yeah, you I'm, gave I'm, birth I'm a year ago. I'm genuinely very proud. Wow, good of evening. My good evening to your son Rafiki too. <laughs> His name is not Rafiki. It is Rafiki. Your son's name is Rafiki. Okay, you will not take the Lion King reference away from me. <laughs> Gem has a baby and she's like, I've called him Rafi. I go, oh my God, Rafiki, the wise monkey from The Lion King. That is the best name I've ever heard. <laughs> and she, that's not his name. Forever in my mind, your tribe will be Rafiki. You know that. Do you know, I got some beautiful presents for his first birthday a few weeks ago. And from you, I got a velvet jacket and a tuxedo in size one. It is admittedly the cutest thing I've ever seen. I but did. an unusual gift. I gave your son a tuxedo jumpsuit because every one-year-old needs one of those. We are asking on 131060, though, what is your lame claim to fame? I was on a current affair when I was 18 and announced to the nation that I was a binge drinker, which you should not do. That is not okay. It's not funny. Jamila had a sandwich named after her. Matt. Yes. Hello, my darling. How are you? Oh, you know, look, I'm just glad to have a job week two. You know, aren't we glad? Maddie, oh, yeah. do you have a lame claim to fame? Um, I do. About two years ago, you know 360, the rapper? I do, yes. Yeah, well, um, he obviously was looking through club photos, like, on, on a Facebook page and seeing one of me, and he posted it on his Instagram bagging me out. <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> what was he bagging? Uh, my neck. It looks really long in the photo, and you hashtagged that neck, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most random thing. So you have a beautiful swan neck, do you, Maddie? Do you have a long, thin swan neck? Yeah, I do. A, a very long giraffe neck. Oh, sweetie. And since you read that on 360, the rapper's page, do you feel a little bit conscious about your neck? You're wearing a lot of scarves still? Oh, kind of. But then it was kind of great because it was, like, everyone was, like, commenting on it, bag, uh, like, yelling at him and say, like defending me. Oh, I love oh, it. The people like, rose oh, up. Like, oh, you, um, you'd think that you would understand like all this crap because you rap about it. And what, stuff. he raps about long necks? No, no, about uh, being picked on and stuff. And they were like, <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, that is the greatest thing ever. There was a neck war. There was a legitimate neck war. Fantastic. I'm trying to picture Matt in my head. And Matt, you're a very handsome man with a very, very, very long, slightly spotty giraffe just, neck. Just a beautiful, delicate neck. Uh, Lisa from Yarrawonga. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Do you guys call, what's the nickname for Yarrawonga? Is it like the Wong? Yaza? Oh, what do you call yeah, it? No, yeah, maybe the Wonga. The That's Wonga. Good. All right, I'll write that down for next <laughs> no, time. No, probably just Yarrawonga. <laughs> Lisa's like, calm down, Em. All right. What's your lame claim to fame, my darling? Well, just being probably in our local paper for no reason, just being out and about <laughs> quite often. Wait a minute. More what? often than I should. What's the local Yarrawonga rag called? The Chronicle. <laughs> and you were in the, And where were you seen out and about, Lisa? Where well, you... um, or so maybe at Ladies' Day football, probably a few. Of the football clubs up here, yes. the Ladies' Day, um, maybe being present in a local Lions club, maybe being playing netball, maybe just being at one of the clubs. Yeah, just God, Lise, are you the mayor of Yarrawonga? <laughs> oh, another one with our local politician. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, Lisa, I love you. That's great. Oh, I know. I love Nettie, Lisa. God, I love a bit of Nettie. Here if you need, doll. Here if you need. Good job. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for your calls. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. 
with special co-host Jamila Rizvi. I'm sorry, I realise I've not been letting you speak much. Yeah, I've been trying to. The problem is you do these really short pauses and then you just keep going and going and going and going. And this, oh, I'm right. a polite right. human being. I'm not going to interrupt. Look, we have two powerful, intelligent women on radio. One polite and one a bit rude. Let's, And we'll let Australia be the judge on which one's which. But you are a guest in my house. I expect you to abide by the rules. Well, there's no towel and there's no little soaps know, there. Babes. So, you know, I'm sweaty, Lift your game. a bit agitated. Lift your game. I'm sorry, Australia. I'm just a human. I'm just a mother. Do you know I have children? I should mention I have kids more often, shouldn't I? You have lovely children. They, if I wasn't there at the birth, I would question if they were mine. They're so perfect. Yeah. When I say lovely, like there is shock in my voice. Shut there, that up. They are as lovely as they are. <laughs> This is what I want to talk about. I And we'll just throw it straight out there. 131060, if your parents had Facebook in the 80s, what would their status updates have been? Because I I was reading, this article got sent to me, as so often does. People go, hey, Em, I read this. I thought you might find it interesting, but I actually did find this one interesting. Um, sometimes there's this woman who sends me, like, it's in Sydney, it's, it's at Centennial Park in the city. There's one woman's job is to send me when, like, the sparrows are in breeding season and there's lovely little birds. Oh, that's People, good to know. Nah. Yeah, I want you to. If you're listening, bless you. But I don't want any more. I don't want any more breaking news. The sparrows are making bird babies. It might make her day to let you know that that's happening. I just don't care. You just you keep sending it, lady. I keep just doing don't it. Care. But this one was really interesting. Basically, it's an article written that says the internet has all but extinguished any po- hopes parents ever had. And we're like, oh, that's a fun fun article. And what's what it's saying is back in the day when our parents made mistakes. And if you were parented by a baby boomer, I would say you've still got the scars, literally. But back in the day when our parents made mistakes, it was just an anecdote told at a family barbecue. It was just a funny little story. Oh, I was at Coles the other day and I lost M for four hours, but I went home anyway and she walked back and it was fine. My parents-in-law have a million stories that start with, there was that time that (laughs) one of the boys, insert name here, almost died. It's because because in the eighties, parents did not give a crap. Safety just—it was the last thing they thought about. If you were over five and could dial triple O in my house, you were the designated babysitter, right? But now, with thanks to the internet, if you write something online that is less than perfect parenting, like for instance, say if your child wanders off and falls in a gorilla pit, say that happens. <laughs> Say, say you've just made one mistake, you've not looked at your kid for three seconds and they've wandered off and fallen into the pit of a very dangerous animal. All of the sudden, the world is judging a parenting jam. There's petitions. There was one petition set about this particular family and everyone knows what I'm talking about. They got 500,000 signatures to say, just to say that they were dangerous parents. Absolutely. And you know what? You're using the extreme example there, but it's anything. I don't put any comment that makes me sound like the not great parent I am out in public because I'm just terrified of the judgment, you terrified. Can't. So last night I was in the bathroom, the baby's in the bath, he's having a great old time. Yeah. I was doing my makeup because I was going out. So I was looking in the mirror. I could see his head. Yeah. It was above the don't water. Don't justify could yourself on my show. Head. Just don't feel yourself to just, don't justify. What I could Tell see the story was uh, the bottom half. It's fine. Turn around, probably 40 poo fish in that bath. Amazing. I don't know how long they were there. Do you know why poo's know. good? No, do you know why poo in the bath is good? Builds his immunity. That kid will never get sick. I am good. You are the best parent in Australia right now. Facebook would not say what you just no, said. No, I know. They would say you're giving him gastro and you should have the child taken off you and popped into care. Yeah. 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 So this is what I want to do. And on my Facebook page yesterday, you lot were just magnificent. I posted a status update pretending to be my mum. Big shout out to Jen. Um, and the update just was, I haven't seen the kids in seven hours. Uh, I locked the doors. I hope they remember to bring my smokes home. So this is what I want. <laughs> 131060, I want you to call up and I want you to give me a status update that your parents would have written in the 80s. And there have been some absolute pearlers come through already. Ones like my dad used to send me out. We had a trampoline, no net, nothing. And we would have the palm olive and the hose on the trampoline. I broke my caustic bone three times as a kid on the trampoline. Three times I snapped the crap out of it. But it was fun. It was fun because my parents did not care. No parents in the 80s cared. We used to try and like at my grandparents' house run and then like launch onto the hill's hoist, swing halfway around and then on flip onto the trampoline like an upward flip. And, and who listening now? Whose parents sent them down the shops with a note so you could get some Winnie Blues? Who did that? Mine. Mine.
Yours didn't because you had the perfect parents. <laughs> well, that's why I you... did. I did have very, oh, very well-behaved parents, yes. but they're the tail end of the boomers, so they were starting to get a bit Gen Xy. They mm. were getting some influence to be better. <laughs> All right, thirteen ten sixty. Call up now. Listen, now this is the gist. You're going to ring up and you're going to be your parents. If Facebook was around in the eighties, what would the status update have been? We're going to go back to your childhood. We'll get through it together. It's the Amrassiano Radio Show. Uh, before we talk about what we're talking about, we both just got text messages from our husbands and Scott, my husband, sent me two messages first. I think it's important to tell you that I've decided that I like Justin Bieber's music. Quickly followed by, are you coming home for dinner or will you eat out mofo? So thanks, babes. And then you got one. I, I got two as well. Farage has admitted one of the core promises of the Leave campaign. Brexit was a mistake. Second text, and won't be doable, i.e. increase in health funding. Thoughts? Oh, my God, you two are the biggest nerds. <laughs> I hate your relationship so much. You're talking about the Brexit and we're talking about Bieber. It's I'm nice not... within it. No, it's that's... nice within the relationship. No, that feels about right. I'm talking about Bieber and you're talking about Bieber politics. Bieber v Brexit. <laughs> Perfect. Now, what we are talking about, though, is I did, because I'm very intellectual, I was reading Time magazine, and I came across a headline that said, parenting is now officially impossible. And I was like, duh. And then I read it and I agreed with the article and it was saying now because of social media, you can't admit to all the mistakes. We know, And we all make them. All of us have irrevocably scarred our children by now. It's, it's a thing. It gives them character. It's fine. My baby pulled the bolt out of his cot. Amazing. Like your baby poos in the bath and you let him sit amongst the turds. I don't know how long for. Jamila could have, been a second, could have been several minutes. I can see the headline tomorrow. I can see it. Baby Rafiki swims in shit. <laughs> Don't His laugh at your own jokes, is him. not Rafiki. His name is Rafiki Rizvi. <laughs> oh, that he's going to be a porn star or a rapper. That's amazing. His surname is Rizvi Smith. We've hyphenated. We're modern parents. You're the worst. You are <laughs> Rafiki Rizvi Smith. I like that. So what we want to do on 131060, we thought that we'd throw it back because I know that if Facebook was around in the 80s, my parents would have had us taken off them 20 different occasions. And I know you, if you're out there and you're my age, similar to my age, which is 27, you, excuse me, Ben. I'm sorry, Ben. Were you just laughing at me saying I'm 27? Don't look a day older than 22, I reckon. Thank you. That's why we're friends. Uh, if you were raised by baby boomers, you will have some stories. So we've got Marissa first. Hi, Marissa. Oh, hello. Darling heart. Now we're going to set the scene. So what's your mum's name? My darling mum's name is Jenny. Samesies. Oh, <laughs> so Jenny, Jenny's sitting down. Uh, she's probably got some music playing in the background, Marissa. Oh, yeah. She would have had Rianne, the the local... Um, oh, we've, radio station what playing we, news flat out. We've got some, oh, well, Jenny's listening to pour some sugar on me because I'm I'm in charge of the music. <laughs> okay, so Jenny's sitting down. She's um, she'd be having, she'd be sucking on one of her Winnie Blues. Winnie Blues. having her 17th cup of tea for the day because I don't, she's actually eight in the 80s. Amazing. And what is Jenny popping into Facebook? Oh, she'd be writing something like, oh, great, the kids are on the roof, jumping onto the trampoline before bouncing into the pool giving me more than enough time to have another ciggy and finish my cuppa while I finish the new ID crossword. Hashtag so blessed. <laughs> also, yes, they did do Facebook through typewriters. Don't question it. Go with the theatre. It's the theatre of the mind. Thank you, Marissa. That was amazing. And big shout out to Jen. <laughs> Kiralee, Thanks, sweetie. Hi, Kiralee. Hi. Baby, uh, now what's your mum's name? Uh, Pam, but we do affectionately refer to her as Pambo. Pambo. Yeah. Okay, so Pambo's <laughs> sitting down. She's going to be listening to a little... Oh, a bit of Pat Benatar. Oh. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, what's she going to be pumping into Facebook? <laughs> um, she'd be um, sharing her recipe that she uh, got from the Woman's Weekly, which, as you know, is all things when it comes to <laughs> dinner party etiquette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... She would be uh, touting the wonderfulness of mashed potato wrapped in Devon. Oh, my The lovely toothpick through it. (laughs) Yes! Classy. Classy AF. I love it. Thanks, Kiralee. Follow it up with a little bit of a cabanossi and a cheese cube chaser. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. That's a nice. We were wogs, so we were never allowed that Bogan stuff. Oh, we had everything in those Women's Weekly cookbooks. And I say that like it's a bad thing. It was delicious. Oh, the highlight of my life was the Women's Weekly birthday cake. I would start planning that 11 months out. 
It was amazing. We didn't get one of them. Yeah, well, we didn't. I think oh. I got one really early on, and then Mum just switched to the ice cream tub upside down with Smarties stuck on. See, top. you do have you do have bad childhood memories. You aren't got the perfect parents. I'm perfect. I'm not scared <laughs> in any way. You didn't get the Woman's Weekly cookbook. I would have liked some more Woman's Weekly. But mm. well, what kid doesn't like an ice cream cake? Can't complain. <laughs> Hi, Bridget. Hi. Now, uh, was it Mum or Dad who was really lax in the eighties? What's going on? Mum. Mum. Well, what's Mum's name? Leanne. Oh, Leanne. Now, uh, Leanne's going to be sitting down. What's she listening to, Ben? What's she got? Oh, oh was, was she a fan of Bon Jovi? Just, oh, probably. Just say yes. Probably. Okay, great. Terrific. And what would she be putting into the Facebook if it was the 80s? She would say, the kids are pissing me off. They can go play on the highway. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> can you imagine if you wrote that now? Right now I'm thought Facebook. You've thought, I've thought Definitely it. Definitely thought oh, it. Oh, mate, you know what I always want to write? I love my kids, but I don't always like them. Hello, Nicole. Oh, that's good. Is she there? Hi, Nicole. Hello. Oh, hi, Hello. Hello. I've got you. I've got you. Come in, Nicole. Can you hear me? I've got you, sweetie. Now, what's mum's oh, name? Okay, sorry. Well, my mother was a Winnie Blue chain smoking. <laughs> was there any other woman? brand of cigarettes no. in the 80s? No. No, no, no. no, no. She went to Alpine Mints later on. <laughs> um, was she a fan she of West Coast Coolers? Did she drink a lot of yeah, West Coast Coolers? absolutely. And the Saint Tropez. <laughs> She'd have those as well while she's watching Dynasty. <gasps> oh, um, wow. Yes. But I have always been a sleepwalker. I'm still a sleepwalker and yeah. I've always been a sleepwalker. And when I was five or six years old, my mother hid all the knives in the house because apparently if she would tell me off in the day, I'd sleepwalk and lurk to her bedroom and stand over the top of her. Oh so she hid everything in the house and basically lived in this horrific fear of me that I was going to murder her in her sleep. So that would be a status update. That would be, yeah, I'm afraid no, Nicole's going to murder me in my sleep. I, well, I've got to take issue with this, Nicole. Is this bad parenting or is this like poor child <laughs> activity? Like why are you going to well, stab your mum? My psychiatrist now says no. It's, I don't, no, 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 no. That's a whole other story and I'd have to send you the bill for that if we start talking about that. Wow. But, Nicole, we have gone to a dark place and I feel yes, like we need. a very dark place. I feel like we need some pour some sugar on me just to get out of this. I just, oh, that's right. Sugar on me. In the name of love. Do you know what, parents of Australia? It's okay to tell the truth, and I encourage it. We encourage that here at the M. Rossiano Radio Show, and we will see you very soon. Jam Jam, all week we've just been hearing about the Brexit, how the UK have decided for some unreasonable, ridiculous reason that they don't want to be associated with Europe, and we just don't know why you would want to leave. They're so classy. Everything about Europe's good. It's all that was going for the UK. You know what I love? That we started talking politics and you immediately did like a Kevin Rudd like fringe <laughs> flip. It was like you were getting into character before just, we began. Okay. So for those, for some people who don't, they've just been hearing the word Brexit. Like Joel Creasy literally sent me a message and said, I've got to go on the conversation hour. Can someone explain Brexit to me? Hot new band. <laughs> it's like a lot of people have just been loving the fusion word, but not quite understanding. So can you explain the Brexit to people, but don't be boring. <laughs> All right. Very simple. Yep. Simply. Yep. There's a global economic group oh, called no. the European Union. Many countries in Europe are no, a member. Yeah. There are advantages to being a member. No, you had a Spice Girls thing. You told me that you were going to do a Spice Girls explanation. Okay. I'm going to do it wait, again wait. with Spice Girls Barbies. Okay, wait. We need Spice Girls music. Shake it to the bash. Okay, now turn that down a little bit, Benny. Okay, now explain the Brexit using the Spice Girls. Absolutely. All right. So you had the first Spice Girls album, Spice. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Peak of their game. That was when they were at their best. We all know that. Spice World comes out, not quite as good. I still loved it. But still awesome. Yeah. Then Jerry gets it in her head. Jerry is Britain, the Spice Girls of the EU in our story. (gasps) Jerry gets it in her head. Maybe I'd be better as a solo (sighs) artist. Maybe if I went out on my own, I mean, this is pre-Beyonce, but that's what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. She was trying to be the Beyonce. You cannot be the Beyonce. She gave it a shot ahead of Beyonce even existing. Jerry could 12. never be the Jerry's Jerry like, couldn't even be the Michelle. Jerry couldn't even see. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry goes, I can do this. I can do this. Next day, yeah. regrets it. Oh. Regrets it. Regrets it. Spice Girls, better without her. Better without her. They say, goodbye, my friend. Everyone thinks about what they could have achieved if Jerry had stayed. But Jerry, out on her lonesome, not having a good time But at then all. ultimately, everyone's worse off, aren't they? Absolutely. Spice Girls go down, no one really cares. Lucky Posh married Bex. Yeah, Lucky. truth. You know, uh, I think Posh and Bex, they're probably Germany. Yeah, totally. You know, Definitely. Yep. Yep. And, and then Jerry went off and she, she did this song. Remember this song? Look at me. Look at me. Oh, Jerry. Okay. 
I get the Brexit now. I understand. So you just got to think about it in Spice Girls terms. So this is a really big deal. No one thought this, saw this coming. All the opinion polls in advance, we thought that Britain were going to be voting to stay. And the morning after, a lot of Britons have woken up and gone, oh, shit, what have we done? Didn't we see that the most Googled term is from came out of Britain the next day, um, the UN? I mean, the, the EU. What is the what EU? What is the EU? Should we leave the EU? What happens if we leave the EU? Too late, guys. You've already voted. No, and you know who voted? Do you know who bloody ruined it for everyone? Guess. The baby. Baby boomers. It's always the baby boomers. Again, the baby boomers. They're the boomers. ones with the bad parenting. Luckily. They're the ones voting to leave the EU. They're listening to Cameron Dado and Smooth FM now. They're not even listening now. But do what what I do want to leave, and my favourite thing about the Brexit was some tweets that were coming from renowned political commentator Lindsay Lowen. Now, Lindsay Lowen took to Twitter and she was very concerned about the Brexit. And I want to leave you, Australia, on the wise words. of There was a few tweets. I picked my favourite two. The first one was just... What would hashtag Margaret Thatcher think of Brexit? And it was all in all caps. You just shouted that to the world. Yeah. And yep. then there was there was one that was very cryptic. Hashtag remain small shops should pay more attention. Thank you, Lindsay. But then the one that really got me was when be smart, pay attention, and work hard to buy at Chanel. Remain, where's Sunderland? Everyone's like what? What are you talking what about, are you Lindsay? Doing, Lindsay? What are you doing? I've forgotten. She, is she British? Is she actually British? Yeah, she, she is British, yeah? No, sometimes. Or is she just like having a go? Sometimes she puts on the British accent when she's had a few champers and that's about her association with the United that, Kingdom. That it makes it even better. That makes it even better. <laughs> well, I feel like you've made us smarter, Jamila Rizvi. I think everyone out there now just knows the Spice Girls and the Brexit. And can I hear that? Look at me one more time. I just love Jerry thinking she could. Look at me. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. We'll be back right after this. It is the M. Rossiano Radio Show, and we have made it to hour two now. Look, when I said I wanted to do a radio show, I said to my bosses, I want to be smart. I want to talk politics. And they're like, oh, don't do that. No one wants to hear about it. Like, no, it's my job. So joining me is my very good friend and political commentator and member of the ALP, Jamila Rizvi. Hello. How do you feel we're going so far? You know what? It's actually been better than I expected. Look, we like we went to a Spice Girls analogy yeah. probably sooner than I would have planned, but that's all right. <laughs> now, look, uh, coming up next, Jam and I are going to break down the election for you. Don't turn over. Do not switch over the station. It's going to be good because I want you guys to be informed because I don't know Australia if you're like me, but I don't know who the hell I'm going to vote for. I don't like any of them. I'm really worried. So Jam Jam's here to help us make an informed decision and also tell us about the time that Kevin Run yelled at her for using the wrong font. All that and more. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. No. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Are we getting some tweets? Up? Is anyone actually listening out there? Christian, social media queen. Oh, hey. Hey. Is anyone, like, have I got anyone listening beside my husband telling me he likes Justin Bieber? Oh, is this where I tell you all the people that say, I love you, Em. Yes. You're so the best. It's in your contract. Um, well, I can tell you we've had maybe zero of those. <laughs> um, Greg, well, look, I want to say hi to Greg. Greg has said, found my new favourite, uh, actually, Greg, yeah, found my new favourite thing to listen to on a Sunday night. And then asked for a shout out and I just replied, No. <laughs> Amazing. Well, there people, so people are, there's one person listening. Fantastic. Yeah, and I put a poll up. Oh. Too, and we've got a lot of people voting. The poll is, is M a good radio host? <gasps> and? Find out after this. Oh, my God. That's my job. Nice tease, babes. I'll be back. All right, now stay tuned. We're going to help you decide who to vote for. That's next. Oh, there's just so much more to come, you guys. I'm just I'm so grateful there's one person listening. Oh, Greg. Was his name Greg? Is that right, Greg? Question. Are you oh, even sorry, listening? I'm tweeting. I'm replying to Greg. You've got one job, I mate. just said I gave him a shout-out. Greg, yes. God, <laughs> go to a song. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. Gee, my eye twitches when that song plays. Does that mean I'm getting old? Yeah. That song really just made me angry. That's the definition of old age. <laughs> I've, I've not liked that song since about age 12. When the bomb funk DJs make your eyes twitch, you're mm, old. It's, it's, uh, oh was God. that you beatboxing? Never. Yes. Never. <laughs> Never. I was do that again. I was born sixty, and born sixty. You were born I can't 60. do the it's 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 okay. Oh God! And that's why dogs and cats and boots and cats. Boots and cats. Oh, do you know that's the trick? That? Boots and cats. Boots and cats. Is that like saying like actors say rhubarb rhubarb when they're in the back no. of the whatever? Oh and God, we're so off track. Shut up. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show.
And I, my dear friend, I can tell her to shut up because she's my friend and don't go, oh, she's such a bitch. No, we're friends and we're honest with each other. And when Jamila's being ridiculous, I tell her to shut up. And the other thing with them is you've got no option other than being <laughs> honest with, another, with each other. There's not a polite, comfortable, sweet version of the friendship. It's forced on you. Forced on you. I do come in at 10. Now, listen, there is an election. Australia, pay attention. There's an election coming up and you guys have the power, legit, okay? And you get the prime minister you deserve. That is, I truly believe that. And I don't know what that says for us when Abbott was in power. But right now we can change things. But Jamila, I feel like I'm not the only one. I have no clue who to vote for because I feel like everyone is just a worse version of each other. No one for me, it's boring, it's vanilla. They all look the same. They've got the, they sound the same. Please, I just, you worked for the Labor Party, right? I did. Okay. Now, why would people, this is going to be, I know this is going to be, you're going to hate me for doing this to you. Why would I, if, it's okay, so for someone like me, I'm for marriage equality. Yes. I want to protect the environment. Yeah. And I don't believe that we should have babies in jail, in detention centres. Who am I voting for? I think you're voting for the Greens or Labor. Okay. I don't want to vote for the Greens because I worry if we go to war, they'll like throw trees at the enemies. And I just worry. That, that would be worrying. They have no foreign policy. And so what are the plus sides of the Libs? Because we've got to be fair. So what, what, if, what are the Libs, good things about the Libs? Well, I think what the Libs are offering this time around, yes. and I'm saying this as a card-carrying Labor member, but they're offering stability. Okay. Um, and in times of what are admittedly a bit of economic turmoil, there's some scary stuff going on overseas with the Spice Girls split and the rest. Yes. Um, yes. And I think a lot of people will <laughs> be looking for stability. Also, with the last six years of revolving door prime ministership, I think there's a little bit to be said about sticking the course for a little, for, for a short while at least with one person. Um, they'll be talking strong economy. They'll be talking tax cuts for small business. That might appeal to you. Doesn't appeal to me. Not it doesn't. The oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. It's very hard for me to be objective. That was my best effort. No, you did right? good. That and was we, my best effort. We have to be objective because there obviously there's a lot of people out there who do support the Liberal Party. And you obviously have wandered onto my show by mistake and that's okay. But I just think like you've worked, we're in the, we're in this, the midst of where everyone's on their best behaviour and everyone's, everyone's trying to get people to like them. Now, what are some of the tricks that politicians do use to be more likeable? Because you have been behind the scenes in an election. You know what goes on. What are some of the tricks we need to be aware of? Well, the thing politicians will try and do is they'll try and humanise themselves. Yeah. So they will move away from the all policy and politics talk, which mm. tends to put people off, mm. and they'll try and show that they're just like us. Oh, they're so relatable. So they'll do absolutely relatable. That's yeah. why they do the big shopping centre walkthroughs. Look at me, man of the people. I shake the hands, I kiss the babies and oh. the rest. It's why Turnbull will talk about his cute pet dogs. It's why Shorten says, oh, I'll get my wife to interview me on Facebook. It's why Julia Gill Gillard actually once posed in the Women's Weekly with knitting needles. Oh. It was a sad, sad day for feminism. I just feel it's so true. I just feel like most Australians see the the shots of them shaking the hands of the everyman at the shopping malls, and I watch it and go, I know you're only, I know that you're going to go and use hand sanitizer straight after that. I know you're going to have a shower. Apparently, Bob Carr actually used to use hand sanitizer immediately in front after of the shopping. People? No, immediately after in the car. <laughs> Oh my God. That was the rumour. But the other thing is, and look, I'd like to know, 131060, if you feel the same as me, I'm more interested in the American election than my own countries. I, I, I really... Certainly a lot of fireworks going over on in the US. They're not boring no, by I just, any means. I'm like, and look, Australia, 131060, are you more interested in the US election than Australia's? I'd really genuinely like to know if you, any of you actually care or are paying attention because at least you know, that even though Donald Trump is terrifying, at least you, he's he's interesting and you know what he stands for. There's no there's no question. And Hillary's the same. Whereas here, everyone's just on their best behaviour. Everyone's just Malcolm put his leather jacket away, you know, and he and he put away, and now he's just boring Mal. And you know what you've got to know here is Malcolm Turnbull in particular. He wants it to be boring. Why? He wants it to be boring right Why, now Jim? because boring will give us the status quo again. As we were talking about before, there's been this sense of inevitability to this election campaign. It's like we're going through this big, long, eight-week freezing cold farce of an election campaign. Yeah. And everyone's like, but we, we know who we're voting for. We've kind of already decided. There's Do this we? sense that it's already sorted. Um, all the opinion polls have been showing that, that people say, oh, look, I'm split, Labor, Liberal, but I think the Libs will win. Really? Everyone thinks they'll win. Really? So the Liberals are paying to that. That's what <gasps> they want. They want you to feel like the outcome is inevitable. Don't rock the boat. Keep it boring. Keep it as it is. This isn't about showmanship and fireworks and exciting stuff. Yeah. We're just going with the same stuff because that's what makes you stick with the incumbent. Oh 
God. You know, want some fireworks if you're going to switch the government. Yeah, okay. So the coalition don't want any fireworks. Incumbent coalition, you sound like an episode of the West Wing. <laughs> 131060, are you more interested in the US election than your own countries? Do you care about the election? Are you feeling like me? You don't know who the hell to vote for. I just want to take the temperature of you guys. I want to know how you're feeling in a week's time. You're going to elect your new leader. And I want to know how everyone's feeling. So give us a call. We'll chat to you after this. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. Talking politics. That's right, Australia. You heard correctly. The girl who's all glitter and gaze also wants you to be informed when you go to the polls next week. And to do that, I thought I'd better bring in my friend who actually knows something about politics, Jamila Rizvi, my co-host for this evening, car-carrying ALP member. I made her say some positive things about the Liberals and she's very cross with me. That was actually really hard for me, <laughs> like really hard to do. But I was trying to be objective. I just feel like I'm so ambivalent. I don't care. I don't like anyone. I, I, normally I'm quite into it, but I feel like my attention is being completely drawn to the US election, which is bad. And I just wanted to bring you in to kind of help people understand who they're voting for. So I need to ask you a question. I kind of get the feeling like I want Medicare to stay as it is and I want the Safe Schools program to stay where it is. So you've kind of said to me, well, you really need to go with Shorten. You need to go with Labor. So, you know, I mean, I just feel like no one's really coming forward and being strong on anything because they're scared of social media backlash and they're scared of annoying people before the election. And I just think that that's the mistake. I feel the first one of those two guys to actually be human and put their balls on the line a la Barack Obama, I feel like they'll win Australia's heart and I don't think they get it. We're in this weird uh, space, I think, in politics globally in that we, we're all about the authentic politician, right? Mm. We're all saying, I want to see a real person, mm. right? I want to see some humanity here. So we now see very faux humanity. Yes. So we get this really practiced authenticity from our politicians, which I think probably puts people off even more but, because uh, you've got to be genuine. Yeah. And, and people can smell Australians the especially. We can, spell, we can smell yeah. it. We know when someone doesn't believe what, what, what they're saying. Yeah. And when you get the same three-word slogans parroted at you, one of the reasons that drives me nuts, and I understand you know, the marketing and the reasons behind it. But yeah. it drives me nuts because it assumes people are dumb and people aren't dumb. No. People are interested in issues. They're like you. They've got issues they care about. There are things in their life, their kids' life, their family's yeah. life they care about. Yeah. What they find hard is the political discourse. Yeah. And that, that I think, is it's like speaking another language. It feels quite foreign to people. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they don't care and no. it doesn't mean they're not interested. But I also feel like as soon as someone becomes Prime Minister, they become impotent. Like as soon as Malcolm Turnbull assumed power, he just all of a sudden lost all his colour. And he was just this boring, towing the party line. But pre-elected Mal was just like, he was gunning it. He was on Q&A. He was calling everyone to, to hold. And I just, I'm sad, Mal. But what I did want to know, and I'm really interested, and I, I, I do like to find out what everyone else is thinking just to make sure I'm not a freak. Um, oftentimes I am. But I think on this one, I may be amongst the majority. I want to know, do you actually care about this election? Or are you, like me, a little bit more drawn to what's happening in the States? Ah, uh, forgotten how to say. How do I? V, 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 I'm gonna do it. Vu 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 vu. Vivos. Yeah. Re. Yeah. This is my Greek friend. I'm gonna talk to you like this. Okay, can I pick up the phone? And I'll talk to you like this too. Oh God, can you tell me how how are you feeling about the election? Well, literally. <laughs> Everyone in Australia, they're all malakas. I don't know what they're talking about. It's the same malakia every time. Oh, my goodness. You, guys, you go to the States, yeah. Donald Trump, all these useless propaganda, the shenanigans he goes like does. Man, it keeps me intrigued. You've seen the paper and the TV. There's always Facebook. There's always something new with this guy. Yeah. So I love you... it. I hope he doesn't get in, though. No, I know. I... But that's a problem. I think because so many, he's on the top of so many people's minds, I worry, Jam, that when they go to vote, they're like, oh, I know that guy. He does the apprentice thing. I'm just going to vote for him because I know who he is. And he's simple and appealing for that reason. The simple stuff can be really appealing because it cuts through. Complex stuff takes effort and your brain gets tired. I know. Hello, Molly. Hello. How are you feeling about the election? Do you know who you're voting for? I know who I'm voting for, but I'm more interested in the American election. <laughs> and is it because you feel like you know what you're getting and they're real characters and they're, and they're yeah. Yeah, a bit more interesting? Absolutely. Like, I think particularly when Bernie Sanders was in the race, it yep. was like polar opposites between him and Trump. Mm. And now with Trump and Hillary, they're like two of the most hated politicians ever. They're mm. both under investigation. It's just a lot more interesting to follow than Bill Shorten and Malcolm Turnbull, who have like pretty similar policies on some 
I know. Issues. They're just so boring. And just be very careful. We do have Hillary Clinton's number one fan sitting in the <laughs> studio who has booked flights to go to the States when the elections. What are you going to do no, if no, she no, loses? No, not for the election, oh. for the inauguration. But what if she doesn't win? Well, then I will witness the beginning of the end of the world. And, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's something to see, I suppose. <laughs> You've booked flights for the inauguration and she hasn't even won. I'm being confident. Oh, you're being completely insane. Hello, Lisa. Hi, how are you going? Now, do you know who you're voting for? Um, I really I don't, you don't care. Do, I, you don't no. care. They're boring, they're beige, they're yeah. just I'm like you, I have a few issues that I really hope, you know, get through. Yeah. But they're nothing. They're not they don't inspire me. I want them to be a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. I want to see photos of them playing with puppies and <laughs> children and dancing with their wives. Wow. I want Barack Obama. Oh now you you think he's a bit of a hottie. Hottie to trotty. I just <laughs> I'm beside myself. I would vote for him to do anything. It's just I can't think of one Australian politician who is Nuts. a little bit hot. A little bit. I would like, go for Julia Gillard over any of the male politicians. Oh, I reckon Bish. Like because Julia yep. yeah, Bish and Tanya Plibersek are both bad. Yes. Oh, Plibersek. Tanya Plibersek. Very not lovely th- looking. Not that that matters. Okay, oh, no, not no, that no. that matters. And f- I'm no. going to put the, as card carrying feminists, the biggest feminists in Australia in this room. That doesn't matter. But I'm just, I'm getting Barack Obama has sex appeal amongst he everything does, else. But he's vulnerable and he's a little, he's able to be flawed without crossing a line and being a criminal. Mm. Um, I'm mm. assuming. Mm. I'm just in my mm. head. He's fine. Yeah. But um, I just, I don't know. None of them do anything. They just, they're just managed. Lisa, and do I you think, think they're a just bit little of it, puppets. A bit of it is though that grass is always greener. Like when Julia Gillard was prime minister, at the peak of her unpopularity in Australia, mm-hmm. the rest of the world loved her. Yes, yeah, like true. globally, yeah. she was so popular. So yeah. is it possible that like the US looks exciting and awesome because we don't have to live with the consequences? Yeah, I think that's. Oh. I think that's the case. Yeah, I think it possibly. is. I think we're all standing over here going, oh, you know, either way, if Trump gets elected, it's like go, grab the popcorn, grab the popcorn, and see what happens over there. No, don't grab the popcorn. It will be awful. It's fine, Jam. Now, we did do a little Twitter poll, and look, this is very telling. I hope there were some analysts listening. I hope that the Libs and Labors and the Greens were listening then. 69% of people who we polled on Twitter, it was like three people. No, it was thousands. <laughs> um, 69% are more interested in the US election. They do not care about our own election. 69%. I think that's very telling. And I think if this election is going to be won, Someone needs to rise up and be interesting and stand for something. That's They've my got two six cents. Six days. Six days. That's my two cents. You're welcome. You're welcome. Bill Shorten. You're welcome. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. Ah, uh, Jam Jam, I went out last night. Um, I know. You've been sounding a little bit um, <laughs> like you had a couple of lemonades. Mummy had a couple of wines. It'd been a long week. And uh, we went out for dinner, my husband and I, and my friend Helen. And it was a lovely dinner. And then we thought, you know what? You know what's missing in our life? A nightclub. Sorry, hold on. How old are you, Em? 37. Have yeah, you? No nightclubs. No. We're na- done with nightclubs. Excuse me. I was retire on a Retire pro- from nightclubs. Excuse me. I will never retire. I will always find time for a podium in oh, a gay club a with glitter. No, 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 no. I went to a straight club last night, stupidly. Oh, I'm, you're never too old for a gay club, honey. Trust me. I went there with a cape two weeks ago. You are ago. too old for a podium. I love you, but we are too old for a podium. Get out. We are. Get. You invited me. I am not to a, I will never, un, until my hips give way, until <laughs> I am too decrepit to climb upon a podium and have a sea of hard-bodied gay men clapping at me whilst I mime whatever Madonna song may be playing, I will get on a podium. But last night I thought, you know what, I think my friend Didier was DJing what a wanky sentence. And so... <laughs> We walked into this club and we sat down and um, the first thing that says I'm 37 is that I got there and I said to Didier, is there somewhere for me to sit? I can't be standing. I can't be standing. And then, I understand that. And then I went to the bar and inquired, you, can't, you know what? You can't get cups of teas in clubs. There's the first thing I found out. You cannot get a cup of tea in a nightclub. That's why I don't go to them. That is ridiculous. Are they serious? I, I mean, think that's rude. I mean, it, like tea is like water, right? Like oh, it should be illegal hydrating. to deny someone Correct. a tea when they need it. And then like the club starts at 12. Oh, you guys, oh that's God. too late. Oh, I just want to go to bed. I want to be able to go to bed and be get, getting up in the morning so I can be doing my jobs. You know, I don't want to. Who goes out? Who starts the night at midnight? Come on. No, that no. Is, nothing good just, happens after midnight. Me, no, nothing good happens nothing after, good. I'd say, about 9.30 p.m. I agree. Because I'm really cool. Would you be down for a day club? I'd be down oh, for a Sunday Arvo. A day race. Start at 2. Okay, you can get tea. There's blankets, all right? It, there's there's yeah. some great yeah. music. Play. Yeah. And we're all tucked up in bed watching Downton Abbey by 9 p.m. I really like that. Could I have one of those... Um, 
they called snuggies? No, you can't wear a snuggie. Like a quilted, oh, but but like a duna suit. A duna suit. Is it sequined? Sure. Okay, I'm good with that. So I'm sitting down in my area on it with, I'm um, trying to get a cup of tea. And I look around the room and I just notice that all the fa- clubs have changed. Women don't go through, or, there's no awkward phases now for 18 year old girls. Everyone just looks like a Kardashian now. I tell you right now, everyone just looked photoshopped at this club and they all had fierce brows and lashes, 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 and boobs out and shiny brown You're hair. You're about to shame. And I was, no, no, Is no, that no. Where you're going. Oh, I, no. I would not expect that. From okay, you. first I, of you all, the last person. can you stop? I would never. I'm going for good. They all looked, I said, incredible. And I'm walking, I've got this onesie that I bought from an op shop on, this purple onesie. Gosh, I'm the only woman with short hair in the room and big ghetto hoop earrings thinking I am hot to try. And I look around and all these girls are just so shiny and perfect and beautiful. And then I got, I was on the dance floor dancing around my little handbag and um, one girl came up to me. She was so gorgeous. And she said, oh, I just, I love you. I, I follow you on Facebook. And I said, oh, that's Lovely. I said, really? Were you born in the 90s? And she goes, yeah, it's my 18th tonight. I'm like, oh, my <gasps> God. You are three years older than my eldest daughter. And then this is how I know I'm too old for clubs. This is how I know. Straight clubs. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm standing there and she was dancing with me and I just couldn't take my – her chest was mesmerising. They were two ripe melons, just beautiful. But they, they were really on display and I noticed a few men were around us and I felt protective of her. Mom, the mummy lion came out of me. Yeah, yep, she I just, was 18. And I just kind of put my hands near – I just grabbed her the oh my sides of her top. Not, not her boobs. And I just cl- – Your I said, fingers look like you're grabbing her nipples. No, no, I'm grabbing the sides of her little okay. pieces of lycra triangle. Okay. And I'm dragging in. I just said, Doll, have you got a cardi? You could pop on. CM <laughs> <laughs> Rossiano Radio Show. Coming up next, we have my psychologist joining us, <laughs> Dr. Trav. And you know what? We're talking a topic that's very close to my heart. We're going to talk anxiety. I'm sweating now already. Don't miss it. I want to help all of you out there with anxiety. CM Rossiano Radio Show. Welcome to Free Therapy. It's my favourite segment. Uh, Dr. Trav, back for another week. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I can't I believe you came back. Seriously. Now he is. He's looking me in the eye. It's fantastic. Now, uh, this week, we'll, we'll get him straight on. We have a lovely gentleman by the name of Simon joining us. Hello, darling. G'day, Em. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here for Australia to judge you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Dr. Trav, meet Simon. Hello, Simon. G'day, Dr. Trav. You Please. are now on the couch. Just lay back and relax. We'll put some whale music on. You don't like whale music? No. No, you don't? No, definitely not. No. Just a chat. Simon, what's going on for you? Um, A little while ago, I suffered what was later to be determined as a pretty severe anxiety attack of all places at work Mm. Um, and in front of all my workmates, which was fairly humiliating at the time for me. I didn't know where it came from. I don't know how it eventuated at the time. It was quite a, a, a scary experience. <laughs> it probably lasted for a good close to an hour and a half to two hours. Right. Um, I was simply frozen, frozen solid, and I couldn't tell anyone what was wrong with me, which was, which was just horrible because yeah. um, I didn't know. And uh, it wasn't until later on that I found out that I had a, a fairly severe anxiety attack that was simply brought about the stresses of work. I guess the thing, Dr. Trevor, I, I was wanting to ask is what type of tips you might have so that anybody who has anxiety or, or has maybe maybe has it doesn't know it yeah, um, and yeah. ha- ways to deal with it I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah, well, look, first of all, Simon, I mean, that, that's one of the scariest things that can ever happen to you, that sort of panic attack and that feeling of not being able to do anything. I'm, I'm guessing that had a big impact on you. It was massive. What did you do afterwards? Did you go and see uh, somebody about it? I did. I did. I was very fortunate. I had a wonderful doctor at the time who referred me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I was able to talk about the stresses at work that essentially had caused this attack to come out of, literally out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, never saw it coming at all and had no, as I said, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. So the first thing you've already done, and that is ask for help. I mean, so many people just suffer through this themselves alone and they think that there's nobody that can help them. You've done the perfect thing. And you've sought that out. Now, have you got a little bit more understanding about how it happened? It sounded like stress at work was one of those things. Is there anything yeah, else? It was simply that and probably a lack of exercise and maybe right. even too, things like too much coffee. Yeah, um, yep. yeah I, I cut back significantly, even my sugar intake. Uh, how much coffee regular, were you having every day, Simon? I was probably having about four coffees. Oh, okay. Mm. I can't have more than one as a fellow yeah. anxiety person. new. No. Yeah. And that's probably with me a one and a half teaspoons of sugar. And, and plus my exercise regime was almost non-existent at that time. So yeah. it, I didn't have a healthy body, healthy mind, as it were. So yeah, excellent. Um, it really played a big part. 
So, so the other thing that you're doing, which is great, is exercising because we know that that has a really positive effect on anxiety. It has a great effect on depression as well. So you double up there. Mm-hmm. Um, looking after what you're eating and I'm presuming that your sort of GP is helping you with that. That's great to do as well. There's another thing that you can do and that is some, some mindfulness-based uh, meditation. Now you can hear uh, from Em's response <laughs> that she loves doing it, don't you, Em? Oh, you always, that is your go-to. It is. Stop, you're like a meditation <laughs> pusher. You are the worst type of person. I love you, but no so, one wants to meditate, man. Simon, just ignore her for a moment. Oh, will. <laughs> no one. It's like asking women if they do their pelvic floor exercises or if you floss. <laughs> Everyone goes, oh, yeah, I floss. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm, my vagina's tight as a drum. <laughs> so oh, before yeah, we go too Dr. far, Trapp, there. Sure, man. <laughs> so when I say meditation, Simon, we'll just ignore her for a second. We're talking about sure. just getting, getting a little bit um, more in touch with uh, your inner world. And, and starting to become aware of what's around you as well. So um, there's a number of different ways that you can meditate. There's a number of different ways you can become mindful. If you, uh, if you have a chat to your psychologist or your GP, they've got methods as well. But basically what we're trying to do is just turn your attention inward a little bit and become a little bit more aware of your breathing and focus on your breathing. I'll go and give him something. And give him a little <clears throat> friggin' exercise. You know you're right, okay. so, so, <laughs> so even if you take two or three minutes a day, Simon, to sit and purposefully sit and just Set yourself a goal of counting the number of breaths that you take in two or three minutes. And, and what you'll find is that your breathing starts to slow down and you'll start to turn inward and, and your mind will start to do different things than what it's done in the past. Now, most people get upset when they start meditating and their brain doesn't switch off. They get upset and they think, well, I can't do that. Well, that meditation is not about switching your brain off. It's just about becoming aware of what your brain's doing. And when you notice that, bringing it back to your breath. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does, yeah. And if you do a little bit of this every day... It gets better, doesn't it, Em? <laughs> She's doing that on purpose just to roll me, but it works, and she yes, knows it, and we all does. know it. does. I do it. I mean, I, I only do one-minute meditations. So that's all I can do. <laughs> that, that's a breakthrough, I've got to tell you. That is a breakthrough. I, sit, I get up in the morning, and I sit there, and I do one-minute meditations. Because, Simon, I don't know about you, but I have sticky thoughts. Like, once a thought gets in my head, it's hard for me to get rid of it. Do you know what I mean? So now Trav tells me, I want to get a thought, make it like a movie thing where it just comes on the screen and then flanked off. That's exactly what Dr. Trav sounds like. <laughs> So, but I mean, from what I can hear, Simon, you're on top of it. Like you've got your shit together. You sound like you're pretty, like you're not walking around having anxiety. Have you had an anxiety attack since? No, I haven't. I mean, I've felt Great. them, but I've been able to control yeah. them. And the, one of the most important things I was told is that no one's ever died from an anxiety attack. No. So, yeah, but, but it feels like it at the time though, right, Simon? It does. It does. But so, it's an important thing so, to remember along with that breathing. Absolutely. So just remember these little things, when you put them all together, like your exercise and your breathing and looking after yourself, it all adds up and it puts you in a much stronger position position not to have one again, right? It doesn't hurt having a very supportive wife at the same time. That's even better. Oh, now what's her name, Simon? Now this is, her name's Peter. Oh, thank you, Peter. So, You've got lifelong sex uh, now. Well done. So me, when she hears this, I may very well have. Oh, <laughs> well, Simon, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you for agreeing to come on Free Therapy with M. Rossiano and Dr. Trav. It's a pleasure, guys. I Thanks, just Simon. made that title up then. It's not. Nice. That's I good, like isn't it? Let's go Okay, great. Thanks, Simon. Good on you, guys. Have bye. a good See ya. Bye. Ciao. Look, when you're at the end, Jam Jam, you've done well. Yeah, it's been... Um... I mean, actually, I've just had the best time. Thank you so much for having me, Em. It's not like I've been bullied within an inch of my oh, life in the last two hours. You are the biggest bully I know. Yes, were. but tonight you were bullying. Well, you know, sometimes you need a taste of your own medicine. But you have... Look, I don't know. For those of you, for regular listeners of the one show I've had, you'll know that we do end the show on the same song every week, sung as a duet. Um, and you've just been informed of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's put it this way. My uh, little sister, there's two of us in the family. Mm. My little sister is like you. She's triple threat, mm. dancer, singer, actor. And mm. uh, I'm she all those has things. An outstanding, definitely... She has an outstanding voice and she has 100% mm. of the musical talent I in our family. You're the worst singer I've ever heard, actually, to be honest. And that's saying something because my mother can't hold a tune either. But listen, we won't do that now. Myself. We can't do that now. We're, we're coming back for that. But... Um, Unsanctioned, my social media queen ran a poll uh, questioning whether or not I should actually even have this job. Hello, Christian. Uh, hi, team. I regret that decision. I feel like you went rogue. I mean, you can't ask if I should have you, a radio show when I have one. You gave me your Twitter password. I do what I want while you're on air. So I, I did the poll. We got yes. 160 responses. Oh, my so People God. have risen will, up. Yes. Will your ego be hurt if you got any no's? Um, yeah, of course. I'm the most sensitive. I'm well, a performer. I'm a needy performer. Um, oh, God. M is fantastic oh. compared to 
and then she listed a couple of. Uh, don't people. do that. Don't no. don't say their names. No, I won't, I won't say their names. That's not what this they, show's about. They, Just tell me later. Yep, I will definitely tell you that. Um, love the new show, M. So, you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, rip off a bandaid. Seventy-six percent of people have said. You're a great radio host! Yay! And just FYI, all the team out here, we all voted yes out of fear. (laughs) I hate you so much. I'll be changing my Twitter password straight after the show. Now, this is the part of the Emrassiano radio show where, Jamila, I I like to encourage self-love. Not in the way, I mean... Not that way. Not, <laughs> Just keep going, keep digging, keep the digging. <laughs> this is the part. Do you remember you were in high school and maybe your friend wasn't in maths and you said something really funny and you walk out of maths and go, oh, my God, I was so funny in maths. How oh, funny. oh, my God. Do you remember this one time when that I you had that. to be there where I was just like, so, yeah, I do remember that. This is the part of the radio show that we called Total Me Call. <laughs> Such a good name. I didn't come up with it. And uh, it's where you have to say, you have to tell Australia and me when you thought you were strongest in the show over the last two hours. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, for me, I think my strongest moment in the show was uh, when I was singing a bit of Jerry Halliwell. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, Jerry. Yeah, wow. And that was when Jamila used the spy skills to explain the Brexit. Sounded like you were doing a bit of um, self-love in that song. <sighs> Just leave the jokes to me, Politico. <laughs> leave the jokes to me. What was, what, when, when did you feel was your strongest moment? Like you, I think my strongest moment was when I did enter the more musical field and mm. I did a little bit of, you know, beatboxing. Mm. I've not liked that song since about age 12. When the bomb funk DJs make your eyes twitch, you're mm. old. It's, it's, uh, oh was God. that you beatboxing? Never. Yes. Never. <laughs> yeah. Never. I was. Do that again. I was born 60 and. You were born I can't 60. do the it's, 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 okay? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't ever know. I thought I had good form. I don't think good you picked form. your strongest moment of this show. I think you had some great times, Doll. I think you've done really well tonight. That was not one of them. All right, so coming up next, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I actually have a, I have a bone to pick. Hang on, no, this is my I show. Think, I, I think this is the I, end of the Jamila Rizvi radio show. I think, oh, God, if it was the Jamila Rizvi show. <laughs> oh, here friends. we go. My, I think you had a different best moment. You've just said I had a different best moment. I think you Wait had a different minute. best moment. And it was this one. Well, it's like asking women if they do their pelvic floor exercises or if you floss. <laughs> Everyone goes, oh, yeah, I floss. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm, my vagina is tight as a drum. <laughs> my vagina is tight as a drum. Tight as a drum. And on that note, Australia, coming up next, you will hear card-carrying ALP member, future Prime Minister Jamila Rizvi tackle the duet from the movie Duets. Do you see how brilliant that is? Spoken word poetry. That's what we're doing. You Spoken be, word poetry. Bitch, you'll be singing your little heart out. That's next on the M. Rossiano Radio Show. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. I'm loving that Ariana Grande. Just I'm don't loving make her. Me sing. I just, <laughs> she is, I mean, let's focus. Her high ponytail flicking is an art form. She's this generation's Mariah Carey. She only lets you photograph her from the one side of her face. And I found out why. Because she has a dimple, one dimple. She wants that highlighted. I love her. Is that, is that something like you fancy famous people put in your contracts that you can only be photographed from one side? Is that like an actual thing you can well, say every, that you want? No, nah, everyone has a side. And I'm not famous. I'm not the one going on telly every second day because I know about politics, mate. <laughs> so this is it. We're at the end of the show. And this is fast becoming my favourite segment because I've never seen the most confident woman on the planet this <laughs> frightened. This is where we end the show. Think about Young Talent Time. Every week, Johnny Young was in the same song. And you knew that was the end of the show. You hear that music, you'd all sit down, close your eyes, that one. So we're going to do the same thing on this show. But we're brilliant. We're singing the duet from the movie Duets. Okay, so Jamila, in 2001, there was a classic drive comedy release starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Fun trivia fact, her father Bruce Paltrow directed it. Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis and the News also starred in it as her father. Uh-huh. There was a song they sung called Cruisin', Cruisin' Together in brackets. Yep. And I thought this would be a wonderful way to end the show. Okay. So who would you like to be? Would you like to be? Listen, look at me. Benny, can you turn that music off? Look at me. Look at me in the eye. You can, you can do this. I know I can do it. I just think people will turn off their radios. No. People turn love. Turn off now. Everyone just no. turn off now. Turn off their Australia has off, a proud tradition. Whoa. A proud tradition. Whoa. I love them. Wow. I love them. I speak for a job. Australia has a proud t- tradition of loving watching people tank. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> and we love you many, many. We names. love seeing people eat shit. Okay. We just love it. Okay. So that's about to happen now. Sure. Would you like to be Gwyneth or would you like to be Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis in the news hit the B square? I would like to be Gwyneth. Okay, so I you're the pink. Gwyneth. You're pink. Okay. On blue. And why, the, the, why is there yellow? We sing together. Okay. Okay. Don't look at, look at me. Yeah. You can do this. No, I can't. You're going to be the Prime Minister, mate. Okay. <laughs> I'll sing. Yes, don't ask me. I'll sing at the inauguration. I'll sing Wind Beneath My Wings. <laughs> we don't Done. 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 I can see in your eyes that's what you wanted to ask me. I'll sing Wind Beneath My Wings when you're inaugurated. You know what I would really like you to do? What? Is sing all the parts in this song. Shut up. Play the music, Benny. Just feel the vibe, Jam Jam. Just let it infuse you. I honestly feel like I'm going to be sick. I'm the first singer. How many people listen? Here we go. Ready? It's very low. Baby, let's cruise. <laughs> That's you. Away. Higher. No, I can't. From, From here. You can do it. Come on, do it. I can't. I would love to do a duet okay. by myself. Okay. It's very Barbara Streisand, but I won't. Here we go. Don't be confused. The way good is clear. I can't oh, sing. Oh, that was a bit sexy. That I was can't. so sexy. Together. And, and if, if you, you want it, you got it forever. Sing it. This is not <laughs> a one night stand. Jamila. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, about the baby. Oh, my God. Come on. Do it together. Let the music take sing. your. Please Jamila, I'm going to I'm gonna put you in a headlock and punch <laughs> you in the vag. Just, Just release <laughs> and you. Here's the chorus Just together. Australia, sing it. Here we go. You're going to fly away. Glad you're going my way. Good girl, come on. I love it when we're cruising together. Music. Music is played for love. Cruising is made for love. I love it when we're cruising together. Oh, oh yeah. God. Big round of applause for the one and only Jamila Rizvi. coming back. That was amazing. I want to thank my incredible crew. We have Christian, the social queen. We have Straight Mitch, who moisturizes. We have Sarah Ginsberg. She's out there on the phones. We have lovely Max. Grinners, I didn't say your name right. I'm sorry about that. I'll get it right next time, darling. Benny on the buttons. And I am your hostess with something, M. Rossiano. You can download the podcast. Go to my website, mrussiano.com.au. I'll be back next week with co-host Jane Harbour, who's one of the actresses on Offspring, among many other things. Thank you for allowing me into your eardrums. We'll see you soon. Bye, Australia. And so ends another edition of the M. Rossiano Radio Show. Catch up with anything you missed and grab the podcast at mrussiano.com.au.